Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. It's going fantastic. That's good. So, I have a public service announcement I must make before we start the show. Uh oh. This is to everybody out there that Jose Chibichanga has applied for a press pass. I want you to let you know that if you are listening to this, that means you need to deny his press pass because he's not actually a full member of this show. And the only reason he comes on is to get free shit. <laughs> So I'm letting you know that if he has applied for it, that means he, he he's not willing to give you money to support your convention or whatever he's applying for. He's trying to use a podcast that he's barely on to get free shit. Deny Damn. his application. Damn, cut him off at the knees, huh? <laughs> right? Damn. What, a, what did Stroke Master <laughs> Flex do to you? <laughs> what did he do to me? Yeah, what did he do to you? Nothing. You just wanted to deny his application, huh? <laughs> I just wanted the application denied. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He's going to SDCC anyway. That's true. Deny his applications. Deny him. Deny, deny, deny. Deny, 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 deny. I so wish I did not forget. I wish I didn't forget to do my press pass for Phoenix. I know. It's expensive. I'm going to buy it Friday, tomorrow. It's all right. You going to go full event or just one or two days? I'm going to do full event just in case, because if I buy two days, it's the same as full event. Yeah, probably. About that. And, I mean, it's a huge convention. Like, there's so much to do this year. Like, this lineup is so stacked this year. Finally. Finally. This is probably the first Phoenix Comic Con in years I'm actually excited for. I, I'm already having buyer's remorse on all the stuff I'm going to spend all the money i'm gonna spend there <laughs> well yeah because you're gonna send shit off to get graded and this that and the other thing is to where i'm just gonna get books signed i'm gonna get my spider-man 300 signed oh yeah by who david michelini oh nice and then snyder's scott snyder's gonna be there greg capullo's gonna be there i'm gonna have greg capullo sign my todd mcfarlane rebirth or uh reborn number one yeah gotta get reborn signed that's for sure I'm having, and then I'm gonna have him and Snyder sign metal. Oh uh, yeah, I'm so far behind on that. Tinian is gonna be there, and I got so much cool stuff for him to sign. Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, be kind of. I'm gonna have to fangirl out to him. Yeah. Um, the dude who did the cover to Spider-Man 569 is gonna be there. You know it's what what I'm talking about? No. His name is uh uh, hold on, it's Al Al A D I. G-R-A-N-O-V. Okay. But that the artist who did the cover, I'll send you the picture. I'll send you a cover the cover. You'll know when you see it. Yeah, there's a little out of talent. Even even as far as like the the movie actors or TV and and movie people go, there's so many like solid guests that I like actually want to see. 
Oh, I can't wait. Like, I mean, they. Oh, yeah, the one you drunk. They stepped on. up their game. Yeah, well, I have two of them. I haven't. This one's signed already. That was the one I drunk bit on, but I have a 9.6 oh. one that I'm going to get signed. Nice. But his name's like Addy Grove. Grove. I, I'm butchering his name. Yeah. Well. Nonetheless, I'm excited. Excited. Like they really stepped up their game for Phoenix Comic Con this year. Or well, they, sorry, Phoenix, Phoenix Comic, Comic Fest. Fest. Yeah, I'll never get used to saying that. But I'm so. It's such a good lineup. Like I forgot to do my press pass, and I still don't mind spending the money to go because it's it's so worth it now. Yeah, because like you have, like, who Dave Batista from Guardians of the Galaxy, Greg Gernberg of fucking Heroes. Jason David Frank is coming back. You have um, Jeremy Bullock, the guy who played Boba Fett. Michael Rooker. Um, Tim Curry. Like, you have so many good quality guests that are going to be there. Like, they must have finally heard everybody's uh, discontent Bitching, yeah. and disappointment in their last few shows. And then with Ace coming this year in January they must they must have been like you know what we have we don't have a choice I mean they found Val Kilmer they pulled Val Kilmer out from under some kind of stone then Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton William Shatner like it just it's ridiculous the amount of people Manu Bennett who plays Deathstroke in Arrow um dude, I, I could keep going on and on Sam Jones fucking um God, what, I can't think of his fucking name now. He, he was in Ted. Um, yeah. Uh, Masters of the Universe. I can't think of his name. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to kill me now. This is literally, this is it. This is me. I'm dead now. This, uh, he's Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Thank you. Fuck. I thought you were gonna get it, man. I was I was giving you a minute to get yeah, around to it, was, but you weren't you no. weren't going. No, it just wasn't <laughs> Sean Patrick Flannery from fucking um Boondock Saints gonna be there. Like honestly, if they could have got Peter Tomasi, like that would have sealed the deal. That this this I would have filled the cup if they could have got Peter Tomasi to come. And that's just the that's just the movies. Like they got Quality anime guests, comic and artists are are crazy this year. They've got Alan Davis, um, Greg Capullo, Scott Snyder, Jay Lee. They got Tim Sale. They have Art Adams, uh, Charles Soule, James Tinian. You know, Todd Nuck's going to be there again. Like I mean, they've got Bob Camp, Bob Camp from Ren and Stimpy. Um, I mean, Brian Augustine, Brian Polito, but fucking Polito's always there. Charlie Soul, like, they've got... Yeah, they've got... It, it's quite a lineup this year. So if you're going to be in Phoenix, uh, May, Find tw- us May 24th, there. and you're looking something to do that weekend, I believe that's Memorial Day weekend. If you're looking for something to do Memorial Day weekend or that weekend, definitely hit up Phoenix Comic Con, man, because... And come hang out with us. It is going to be lit this year. It's going to be a great time. I'm excited for it. I can't wait. 
Even Jose's going to be there. Yeah, even Jose's going to be there. Even though Kyle wants his press pass revoked. Milking them free tickets. (laughs) Yep. Pull that man's pass. (laughs) Pull that man's pass. I'll give you Sunday. Um, If you listen to the... uh, Or if you've listened to or watched the show Lore that's on uh, Amazon or listened to the Lore podcast, Aaron Mankey, the host of that, is going to be here at Phoenix Comic Con. So, I mean, Phoenix Comic Con... Their their lineup is fucking lit right now. I'm so stoked for it. They took a they took a, a page out of Jurassic Park and it was no expense spared. I'm finally going to pull the trigger and I'm gonna go get my uh my blueprint signed by Michael Rooker. My Mallrats blueprints. Um if you're a Rooster Teeth fan, Barbara Dinkelman is gonna be here. Um the voice of Mario is gonna be here. Like, there's so many voice act- good voice actors. YouTube stars, Mr. Creepypasta, if you watch him, he's going to be here. Steve Bloom. Everybody knows Steve Bloom. He's Spike from uh, Cowboy Bebop. I like Cowboy Bebop. Team Four Star is going to be here. I think I think Steve Bloom is also the voice of Tom. On uh, He's also the voice of Tom on Toonami, so... Yeah, man. There's if you got nothing better to do that weekend, come on out to Phoenix Comic Con. It's gonna be a great fucking time. And as Kyle said, we'll we'll be there and we'll be happy to say hello as we awkwardly run from one career to the other and they see Kyle fangirling out. You'll totally know it's me if you when you go to Tinian's booth and I'm just sitting there staring at him, scared to talk to him, and just <laughs> really he has to call security so that uh, to escort me away. Kyle will be standing there doing the pee pants dance and he's too scared to go talk to him. <laughs> Tinian will wave at you and you'll just smile and shake your head no and run away. Yep. I'm going to throw all my books in the air and just run away. It's just not my time. It's just not my time. I'm going to have to try to interview him. I'm going to. I'm going to have to do a uh, two minutes with Kyle interview. (laughs) Two minutes with Kyle. (laughs) Is that the same interview you do with your wife every night? Two minutes with Kyle. I wish it was that long. (laughs) The commercial doesn't even finish. (laughs) (laughs) A fucking 30 second commercial. Uh, That'd be sweet too. <laughs> damn, damn, damn! Right? Uh, but yeah, we got to start off tonight's show talking about the elephant in the room, talking about what seems to be the hottest topic in our culture right now, and that uh, is what the fuck is going on with Stanley? What is the what is the deal with fucking Stanley? Now, if you're not caught up to speed. Let me get you up to speed. So as of the last couple of days, the Hollywood Reporter published an in-depth article um, that included accusations of physical and psychological abuse by Stanley's daughter, J.C. Lee, um, a notarized declaration by the 95-year-old comic creator uh, stated that three men, including his current primary caregiver, Kaya Morgan, had tried to take advantage of J.C. in an effort to gain control over Stanley's assets property and money all of this started following the passing of stanley's wife of 70 years in december uh she was 93 
Since then, one of Lee's assistants has been accused of stealing $300,000 from his bank account and using $850,000 of his money to buy a condominium. The same person is alleged to have forged an order from a nurse to draw several vials of Lee's blood in which a recent report suggests was used to create ink to sign comic books. Stanley has also been accused of sexual misconduct, which his, att- his attorney has dismissed as part of an ex- extradition scheme. Uh, I can't read. Part of an uh, extradition scheme. Red flags are being raised all over the place. Extradition to- scheme? Yeah. Extortion scheme, sorry. There it is. I can't read. Fuck. Extortion <laughs> scheme. <laughs> Extortion scheme. They're going to extradite him back to, <laughs> yeah. back to New York. <laughs> Red flags are being raised all over the place, leading to, comic, uh, leading to comic creators and other celebrities to raise concern. Okay, so we'll get to what... We'll talk a little a bit about what's going on, and then we'll get to what, he, what Stan Lee's statement today said in a video that, to me, felt very very coerced like he was coerced into doing it it almost feels like whoever is is taking advantage of him is doing so in a way that they're making him think that it's other people and the other people are bad and they're the good ones and it's it's just very weird what's what's transpiring right now like it's like i don't know if you guys have seen it i know kyle and i have seen it over the last couple weekends from comic-cons there have been videos of stan lee coming out like fans. the one they released a couple of days ago was was heartbreaking yeah fans going up to him for his signings and stuff and he can't remember how to spell his name his handler trying to tell him how to spell his name his handler's finishing his signature for him like he looked he just looked down he looked down and exhausted and he he just normally if you haven't had the pleasure to meet stan lee like kyle and i have when you meet Stan Lee, he's very upbeat. He's very, you know, appreciative of his fans. He's happy to sign everyone's autograph. Like, he is, he's there to do what he needs to do. And these videos and the accounts from the people that attended these conventions, it, it just doesn't sound like that was the case. You look at him in his photos, and he's got, a, like, a blanket wrapped around him. And, and he has been sick with pneumonia over the last couple months, but it just it wasn't the same Stan Lee. No, it just seems like he was out of it, like he was, like he's overworked and underpaid, kind of. You know what I mean? Not saying he's, you know, he's he's underpaid, but like he's being overworked for his age. You know, like it just seems like they're he's being pushed or something. He doesn't know where he's at. Maybe I don't know. Almost to the point where he almost looks drunk. Yeah, there's he's very, he looks very incoherent. He doesn't look like he wants to be there. He doesn't look happy. He looks run down, and apparently, like, people were saying that his line was super long, and they're blaming the convention, but the convention said that they don't set the cap for, for Stan, his people do, because they, and which is true, because they sell those tickets. You have to buy a ticket in advance to get Stanley's autograph. And then you stand in line, yep. Right, and then you stand in line. So they usually only sell enough tickets for how much he's going to sign. And in conventions past, like, it happened to me at Phoenix Comic Con a couple years ago, I was next in line. Stan got tired. He got up. He went and had a rest and then came back a, like a little while later, like 30 minutes, 40 minutes later. It, yep. it doesn't look like they let him do that. You know what they should do? You know what they should really do with Stan Lee and autographs? They should, uh, like what they do with Ramita. He does it at his house. A couple times a year, maybe, you know, even quarterly, every few months, 
CGC or CBS or a facilitator or somebody says, okay, we're going to go to his house, and he signs in there in his own environment. He can take a break whenever he needs. He can take a poop. He can fucking, you know, watch Judge Judy. He can have fucking a whiskey. You know what I mean? He's at home, and he can sign for a couple hours, take a break, take a nap, and they can do it over the course of a couple days. And then, you know, and, and then you're not dragging him to a con. You're not, he doesn't have to get up. He, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, you know what I mean? Instead of dragging him to con, to con, to con at 95, maybe he could just sit on his couch and do it. Wouldn't well, that be easier? And part of me wonders that if someone, and this is all like speculation, there's so many, you have to be very, very careful when you're following this story. Of what's being said, because there's so many, there's so many different variations of this story going around that it's crazy. Like a lot, part of me thinks that it's not up to Stan what conventions he's doing anymore. It's up to the people, and if they're gonna get paid money, and if someone's taking advantage of them, and they can get that money, they're gonna book Stan for that convention. And that's kind of what it looks like. It looked like Stan was tired, but they were bringing in the money, so they were gonna keep him signing. But I, I wonder what what has happened to the point where he doesn't know how to write Stanley. Like I seen in one of my groups today, uh, somebody had gotten their Amazing Spider-Man one twenty nine signed, and it was literally like three circles on the page on the cover. Yeah, well, it's, he's ninety three years, ninety four years old. He's run down. He's tired. Like that that get, that's got to be tiring him out. Real quick, you know, real quick, just sitting there, signing over and over and over again, and without a break. And you know, it it sucks that he, it, but it, it all stems from his his wife passing away. I think had a lot to do with it. I think she was very sharp still, and she was an up and up, and she kept him sharp. Like she was a very intelligent woman, so I think she kept on the up and up about it, and. She wasn't letting these people take advantage of him, but now that she's gone, you have these people coming in that are are taking advantage of him and maybe aren't necessarily the right people to be around him. Now, I'm not throwing accusations out there. I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but all I can go off is there's conflicting stories because we see the videos. We see what people say on social media about how Stanley's acting at conventions. We saw that you. there's a video out there of his handler telling him how to spell his name. There's video out there of a handler helping him finish a signature. That's insane. You know, and you, like you said in the group, he showed that guy showed a picture of three circles. I know on one of my books, his, his, signature, is, his signature is not as good on my 121 as it is on my Spider-Man 700. Like, he's an old man. I understand that, but... I'm gonna. I'm gonna compare. I have two signatures by him. I'm gonna compare them right now. You have because they were they were done years apart. You have all these comic book creators voicing their concern about what's going on with Stan Lee. Like last time we talked about it, when he released that video uh, talking about how he's been sick and stuff, it looked like it was a very like staged video. Like he was coerced into doing it. And even now, like you have. You have celebrities like Kevin Smith offering to have Stan Lee come live with him. You know, right? You have you have celebrities offering Stan Lee to come live with them. Today, Art Adams released a 
Uh, no, sorry, Neil Adams. I apologize. Neil Adams. Adams. Neil Adams released a statement about it, saying that you know he knows he he spent as much time with Stan Lee as anybody can, you know, other than sitting there every day with him. But he he even says that there's something about Stan that's not right. That when you see Stan, it's very he's very upbeat and ready to go, and his that's just not him. He said there's something about his demeanor that has completely changed. Yeah, something something's off. Something you could tell. I don't know if he's it almost looks like like remember how the grandma was in uh Happy Gilmore? Yes. It it, it kind of reminds me of, of that in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like like, oh no, 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 everything's fine, but the guy's behind us going, eh, you know, the finger across the throat type thing. Yeah. And I I kinda I kinda think that's the the situation there and if he's gonna have if his handlers are having people come in and draw blood for him to sign comics with like that's insane that's insane like it's it's like what are you doing are you making him do that for your personal collection so when he dies you can be like listen i have stanley's autograph signed in his own blood kind of shit that's like that's fucked up it is fucked up you know and again i don't I can only go off by what's out there and what I've read into and what's being reported on the news. But um, in a video released by TMZ today, dude, that new phone of yours sucks because you can hear everything you're doing. It's loud as fuck. Is it really? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to follow. I'm going through all my slabs. Today, TMZ released a video um, where Lee accuses unnamed outlets of publishing harmful material about me and my friend Kia and some other others material that is totally incorrect that is totally based in slander totally the kind of thing I'm not going I'm going to sue your ass off when I get a chance it's as if you suddenly have a vendetta against me and against the people I work with he said well I want you to know I'm going to spend every penny I have to put a stop to this and to make you sorry that you suddenly went on a one-man campaign against somebody with no proof, no evidence, no nothing. But you've decided that people are mistreating me, and therefore you're going to publish those articles. I'm going to get the best and most expensive lawyers I can, and I want you to know if you don't stop these articles and publishing and publish a retraction, I'm going to sue your ass off. That doesn't sound like Stanley. No, it's somebody else. It, that's very harsh. That's very cold. Even like that's not. You know, that doesn't seem like the Stanley you know. Like, he's not... I mean, granted, he looks good in the video compared to the last video. But it, it's not the Stanley we've come to know. And even at... Well, even when we saw him at 8th Comic-Con, dude, he was very... He was very mundane. He was very slow-toned. He sounded like he just smoked a couple cigarettes. He was very quiet. He wasn't his normal upbeat self instead of excelsior it was excelsior like he was very just down and drained and part of it's got to be that he's 94 years old but there's got to be there's something else going on and i don't think it you know do i know if it's elder abuse no am i gonna sit here and call it elder abuse no because i have no proof you can speculate all you want but i i have no proof of what's going on the only proof i have of is is what's coming you know the only thing you have is what's coming out in articles and it seems like over the last week 
ever since Monday, a new article or something new about this story has come out every day. And for Stanley to just just release a video throwing propaganda or throwing blame out like that, it, that's very unstanley like He had a feud with Jack Kirby for years, and he didn't throw shade at him. You know, I'm sure he did it at opportune times, but he didn't come out blasting him like that. You know, it would no. That doesn't. It's mean, very unstanley like I think what some of it is, is that, you know, you know how they say between everything, there's still the tr- between all the lines is the truth. Yeah. So I think I think part of this is true. I mean, it has to be because it's being talked about. So something. Something had to have spawned it. Something had to have brought it to light that this is happening. Well, we know something's going on because the police have been to Stan's house. Stan was in the hospital, then he's out of the hospital, then he's got pneumonia. Like, he's canceling conventions. He gets accused of of sexual harassment. That doesn't sound like Stanley. There's no way I see in 90... The Stanley we see now, there's no way I see him running around chasing nurses with a boner. Now, you know, touch my wood. Is it? Even even today, his own entertainment company, Power Entertainment, released a statement about it, saying that they're worried about Stan. If none of this is true, why is your own company releasing Power Entertainment? Like I, I was shocked when I when I saw Power Entertainment went ahead and released a statement about that. You would think if if that's his company, why why would they release that? So if you go on his Instagram. Stanley's Instagram, there's a Gee. it's an open letter to the fans from Power Entertainment. Okay. And it reads We at Power Entertainment take great pride in our continuing and our continuing work in creating excitement with new Stanley content and characters, as well as safeguarding the legacy of the great storyteller of our time. We're also fans and share the heartfelt admiration and love for the community who have voiced their sincerest concern. <coughs> For Stan's well-being, we have been respectful of Stan's health issues and given him the time and space necessary to work on what he needs to work on. We've also respected his privacy as he deals with the upheaval within his personal management and life. However, upon seeing the many public videos and testimonials of Stan Lee at Silicon Valley Comic Con and multiple other disturbing news reports, we feel we must add our voice to, uh, to the legion of fans and creators who are speaking up. As many have noted that the videos from SVCC show was not the normal Stan's disposition, which is usually loaded with an endless energy and exuberance that fans around the world have come to love and admire throughout the years. We, like you, simply want Stan to enjoy life, connect with his fans and when he is able, and most importantly, spend his time going forward without immediate um, danger or stress. One thing we know for certain is when someone is off, the fans be on a band together. We are touched by the outpouring of love for our chief creative officer and friend, and we proudly stand with you and stand with you and for Stan. Our thoughts um, are... Your thoughts matters. Please find it in your hearts to speak up for Stan, the Powell family. If they're releasing a statement, something's going on. There's something going on behind the scenes that isn't being talked about. I, I don't, you can't, I like, I don't, I'm trying to do this without Stan finding out and suing us is what I'm trying to do. Stupid. I know. But we've talked about this in length and over Facebook. At what point... Does this get so out of control 
that it falls on the convention organizers to be the ones that stand up and put an end to it. At what point do we let stand? Do we let this situation, whether he's being taken advantage of or not, something is clearly going on. I can't. I'm not going to say that it's it's elder abuse or whatnot, but something behind the scenes is clearly going on that is worrisome. It's worrying all these creators. It's it's letting Kevin Smith offer him a place to live. You know, it's Pow Entertainment, Neil Adams, countless of others voicing opinions and voicing their concerns about this. When does it come to the common the the con? Um, creators or not creators, but the convention organizers to say enough is enough and we're not going to book him anymore. At some point, you got to look past the money and realize you're dealing with a human being. You're dealing with a legend who created many comics and the mainstays in the comic book industry. He's he's got a lot of responsibility in, or is responsible for most of everything at Marvel. When when does a comic book? When does a convention organizer stand up and say, listen? You know, the health of the man is more important than the money. We're we're not going to book Stanley anymore. It should be now because that if someone is taking advantage of him, they're going to do it until the money runs dry. Yep. And they're going to end up they're going to end up killing him, driving him into the ground. They're gonna they're gonna work him to total exhaustion, and if it's to the point where he's already at forgetting his name and can't write his signature it's time you you can't you can't def, you can't re- refute that this happened there's video evidence of it online and it's not coming from his camp it's not coming from TMZ it's not coming from any magazine it's coming from the fans standing in line waiting for their experience with Stanley i feel so bad meeting meeting stan a couple times i feel so bad for those fans that are going to meet Stanley and this is what they're getting. You know, I, I just, I, I feel so bad for the man. Like, I know we joke on this show about, Oh, how long is Stanley going to live? You know, we, we've done that. We've joked about it, but I don't want someone to, to drive him to his death. No, if he wakes up, you know, naturally going, if his body just gives out one day and he naturally goes into sleep or has a heart attack or, or whatever natural causes, so be it. But I don't want it to be because somebody drove him to death. I don't want him to to end up like Joe Schuster or you know some of these other creators that have died penniless. You know that's that's what the whole hero can the hero fund is that you see combo creators you taking um, donations for. When, when you sign books, um, Chris Claremont takes them. Like so many creators take donations to the Hero Fund because that's how these, these artists and, and writers, that's their retirement. That's how they get health care. That's how they get a lot of this stuff that you get from your everyday job because they're not offered that. The way it's going, these, these people are going to bleed Stanley dry and he's going to die with nothing. His, his daughter has control over his estate and control over the property, his properties. And I'm not saying she has anything to do with this, but if someone's trying to manipulate her to manipulate him, snakes is snakes. Like, it's hard to say. And I, I feel so bad that it's going on, but I think, honestly, the only way it's going to stop is either if Stan dies or if convention goers stand up and say, listen, 
or even fans say, listen, I'm not going to buy, I'm not going to buy a ticket to see Stan Lee because this isn't right. What you're doing to him isn't right. And I'm not, this isn't blaming you, the fan for buying the ticket for standing in line to see him because I would do it too. It's the people that are, that are making him sit there. It's not letting him take a break. If the, the man is forgetting his name, there's obviously something wrong. Yeah, there's something going on. If he can't finish his signature, he's obviously, there's something wrong. Is it a disservice to the fans to charge them $135 for this man's autograph and all, his, and all he can do? 140 Sorry, 140 for this man's autograph and all he can do is draw three circles on a piece of paper. Yeah, to the point where he's not writing the signature that we've all kind of accustomed to seeing. That's it. You know, that 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 that, that should be the first sign that okay, let's pull the plug. Let's that's it. Let's give him some time to rest. Let's see what's going on. Let's evaluate the situation and take it, you know, minute by minute. Because if you remember before his wife passed away, he was talking about how he was going to reduce his numbers of conventions. Yep. And now it seems like he's doing more conventions. And it, it, it seems like something's not right. Someone is putting him in a position that that isn't isn't right. And you can you can parade him around. You can fill his head with stuff. You can make him mad at the whole world. But it doesn't make what you're doing any better. And I, I would hate to see it come to the point where he's pissed off at people that are just trying to care for him where he's re- where he's rejecting the people that are trying to to help him the most because they're all the bad people and the people that are taking advantage of him are the good people you know it's it's a damn shame it is it's a shame to see someone who is so respected and is almost directly responsible for your childhood and your comic book heroes that you grew up with your Spider-Mans, your Captain Americas, your Avengers, your Hulks being treated like this. What year was he at Phoenix? Um, I want to say 2015. Yeah. No, it was before that. 2016, maybe? No, it was before that. Was it? And then it had to be 14. Because, because, uh... I got his autograph at San Diego Comic-Con in 2015. So then it had to be 2014. And I remember there, I, even there they kind of rushed, and there was, remember there was no talking to him, and there was no photographs. And it, But if you said something to him, he responded. And I remember at San Diego, it was, uh, like, I thought it was scary then. Because, like, he, he's, you know, he was pretty much lifting his arm and dropping it on the book. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that, like, I'm... The, the the signature I have from 2015 on here, it, it says Stan Lee, but it barely does. <laughs> and then my signature from uh, Phoenix Comic Con looks more like his normal signature. It, what do yours look like? Um, I'll have to get them out and take a picture of them and show you. But I can tell you, I got my Spider-Man 700 signed at Stanley, like the first Stanley Kamikaze. Um, and it looks like the Stanley signature you're accustomed to seeing, and it's the one I display on my wall. The one on 121 does not look like that. It looks like a jumbled up mess. So instead of like doing it in the middle of the book where he does, he does it. He did it up like at the top of the book on the side. Uh-huh. It's 
I mean, I have a certificate of authenticity for it and everything, but it just doesn't look like a normal Stanley autograph. I mean, I feel so bad, especially with the way we saw him at Ace. And I mean, but but to be fair, at Ace Comic Con, it was just days before that the, the sexual allegations came, the sexual harassment allegations came out. Yeah, but to hear people like Kevin Smith voicing concern for him and Neil Adams and the the slew of other creators that have sounded off and voiced their opinion on it. There's something going on. I'm not going to sit here and point fingers. I'm not going to call it spousal support. All I'm going to say is that there's something going on. Something isn't right. And someone spousal support. I mean, elder, elder abuse. Sorry. Um, something isn't going on. Something isn't right. Something needs to be done about it. And, I think that if Stanley's camp isn't going to do anything about it, then it's time for the convention organizers to stand up and say, listen, this isn't right. What's being done isn't right. You know, we, we're not going to book Stan anymore. Let, let, let him go. Let him, let him rest. You know, if he's got other things going on and business wise, that's on him. But at least us as a convention community, we're not turning our backs on him, but we're we're sticking up for him and saying, "Look, enough is enough." Like we care enough that we don't want this going on. And are you going to take a hit of money? Probably, you probably will. But is it is his money? Is his life worth it? If he wants no. to do, if he wants to do a single event signing somewhere more power to him. Like people will flock to it. Anytime you put Stanley signature signing, it's going to sell out. There's people are going to flock to it, but you know, at, at some point convention organizers have to stand up and say, listen, this isn't right. Or us as con goers have to say, listen, this isn't right. And, and don't pay, don't pay those ridiculous prices. Like I'm here to tell you when Stan passes away, your Stanley autographed book isn't all of a sudden going to skyrocket in price because the market's flooded. It's saturated. He oversaturated the market with his signature. Yeah, I mean, everybody has a Stanley autographed book. He's not like t- Yeah, he may limit his book to the hundreds and thousands of signatures, but he's not like Tom McFarlane that goes to conventions like, all right, I'm only signing 100 books and that's it. You know, He's not like Tom McFarlane who keeps his autograph. It's harder to get Tom McFarlane's autograph than it is to get a Stanley autograph. It's harder to get a Robert Kirkman autograph than it is to get a Stanley autograph. The only thing with the Stanley autograph is this: are you willing to shell out the hundred and forty dollars to do it? How much was it at Phoenix? It was like sixty-five bucks. I paid eighty-five dollars. It's eighty-five dollars. Yep, I paid fifty at Stanley's Kamikaze. Then I paid eighty five the year he came to Phoenix, and then that's when it started going up into the triple digits. Because I'm trying to think, what did I pay at? I'm trying to think what I paid at San Diego Comic Con. You paid one twenty five. Is that what it was? Yeah, because I thought about doing it too, but it was an extra one hundred twenty five bucks I didn't want to spend. Holy fuck! It was one hundred twenty five for his autograph, and then all the fees to get it graded. God damn, it's expensive. Right. That's just as I said, you know, like I was I was talking about it yesterday. I was like, you know what? I got two books signed by him. That's perfect. I can't ask for anything more. You know what I mean? No, absolutely not. Like that's how I'm I've got two books signed by him. I 
If I get the opportunity to get a third, then fantastic. If not, oh well. Oh well, right? But something has to be done, and something's going on. And no, I'm not pointing fingers, and no, I'm not pointing out, throwing out accusations. I'm saying that from from what the the movie, from what the video show from TMZ, and what your dog, you know, what your you know, everything else shows, I don't. I don't think your daughter's has anything to do with this, but I don't think you have the right people around you. And I, I don't, I mean, I really don't know what else to say other than I, I really think that it's, it's to the point now where if they're not going to stop and they're not going to readjust and they're not going to restructure the way they do things to work with Stan better, then I, I don't see... I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. If you're going to sign, if you're going to have him to convention and sign, he should sign. You should do a limited signing. He signs for an hour. Give him some rest. Let him sign again for another hour. Give him some rest. Then he'll do photo shoots and then he'll go have two hours for lunch and an hour for a nap. And then he can rest. Like it, it shouldn't be by any stretch of the imagination over or too many people wanting his signature it's not right like whenever we go the people just flock to him and that's that's cool but i just i don't know i feel bad i feel really bad yeah it sucks to be this that that late in life and then all of a sudden just to be in a world of fucking shit a world of hurt you know like there should be like zero like no drama right now for him no there like should everything should be like floating on a, a cloud for him well like you don't see John Romita Sr. doing conventions anymore he does in home signings there, there you go well there he goes that's I mean if that's the case and that's what Stan Lee needs to do but like you said before but parading him parading him across the country and across the world to all these different conventions, it's not the way to go. He went. He he collapsed from when his, basically when his wife died. Like his life collapsed. Yep. It's it's sad to see it happen this way. Really, what can we do other than speak up about it and bring some awareness to it? I mean, unfortunately, the my idea hurts his bottom line too because then he's not booking appearances and he's not making money. But at least he's not being driven to death. Right. I've never forgot my name doing something. But then, no. again, then again, I'm not 94 years old. The man's 95. Tired. 95. The man's tired. It's time to let him rest. It's a couple times a year at his house. He, I, I still think quarterly, actually, quarterly, every few months. You know, every every three months, he, has, he does a signing at his house. I think that's the way to go. Maybe they can live stream it. Maybe they can, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe they can do something where he can connect with people, something. But that's what I think. I I agree. I mean, I just don't think parading him around conventions is the way to go anymore. No, he shouldn't be fucking going across the country anymore. You know what's terrible right now? The cast of the fucking Teen Titans show. Yeah, that's pretty bad too. <laughs> Dude, those fucking pictures they released. Holy fuck, do not ruin a good thing. And they're doing it. Looks that way. The one... 
Yeah, so far they all look terrible. The few pictures that they've released, terrible, fucking terrible. I've only seen the one of uh, Raven in the Street in Starfire. Starfire looks like a weird hooker. I don't know. Like the cast of the Teen Titans thing is is fucking. Like it's so bad. It's like Marvel's Inhumans bad. It's terrible. The wig on Starfire looks terrible. Starfire should be yellow. Beast Boy's some Asian dude with just like frosted green tips. Um, it's not. It's terrible. I'm not excited for it at all. But they need to. They need to cancel it now. Don't even. Just stop what you're doing. Just take that shit, crinkle it up, throw it in the fucking garbage. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're not. Throw that shit in the garbage. <laughs> you're really not. But they're too, <laughs> they're too far in now, man. No, they're not. Just fucking cut it. Just yeah. cut their losses. Oh, It'll be way yeah. better. They'll save money in the long run. Yeah, you think so? Oh, yeah. If they stop it now? Hell, yeah. But, anyways, uh, moving on here. I mean, we do have some other news to talk about here that might get the... Uh... So, okay. So you're 121. That's what my signature looks like. But put it over in the corner, more by where J. Jonah Jameson's fucking face is, uh-huh. and in diagonal. That's that's how his was. I'm mine. Jesus. Yeah, the one on your 120, your 300, that looks more Stanley-ish. But it'd been nice if we would have wrote it in something other than fucking black. Right. But yeah, that's how my. Actually, let me see if I have a picture of my 121 on my Instagram. I don't know if I do or not. Um, but I'm looking for a 122 right now. That's. Do you have a 122? No, I'm looking for it right now. Well, not literally right now, but that's. So what I'm what I'm doing is, this is my new thing. Not really my new thing, but so. My polis is pretty long. It's pretty. It's it's a big polis. So what I'm doing is everything. I'm not really reading. I'm cut. I'm cutting back, right? Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing is I'm taking that money and I'm applying it, and I'm just going to start buying keys up more keys, key books, key books, key books, key books that I don't have. Uh-huh. So you know, so you know, if my normal polis was, you know, say it was. $200 a month and I'm going to cut it back down to like $50 a month but take that 150 and I'm going to apply it to like you know like an Iron Man 55 we're going to apply it to like a Hulk 181 you know what I mean yeah uh, and that's that's what I'm going to that's stuff that you know what I mean because if I don't read the book what's the point of me buying it oh, I do have one on my here I'll send it to you but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I would rather apply it to like a bigger book that I don't have, like a, a Batman two thirty two. Yeah. That's not a bad yeah. That's not a bad thought. But. So I don't know. I probably won't because I'm fucking a hoarder. There, I just sent it to you. I see. But we do. Oh yeah. We do have some other um, 
other news. And if other people have their Stanley book signed, I'd like for them to post them on the page. And I'd like to see everybody's Stanley signatures. Yeah. I would even start like an Instagram thread about it or something just to see it. But um, let's see. Avengers Infinity War gets an official rating. Marvel's Avengers Infinity War has been rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association of America for intense sequences of sci-fi violence and action throughout language and some crude references. What a shocker there. Who wouldn't have guessed that Avengers was going to be rated PG-13? Because it wasn't going to be it wasn't going to be rated or rated R. Right. That's for sure. Um, I heard that these are selling out. The tickets to Infinity Wars are selling out faster and selling more tickets than Black Panther did. Well, not just that. Um, Infinity War has sold more tickets than the past seven MCU films combined. Infinity War is not only selling more advanced tickets than the record-setting Black Panther, but also more than the combined totals of Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man Homecoming, Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 2, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, and Captain America Civil War. That's crazy. This is going to be an awesome movie. The movie's going to be huge. It's huge. In the words of Donald huge. Trump, it's going to be huge. It's going to be massive. It's going to be so big. I'm so excited to see it. I'm, I'm pretty excited, too. A couple weeks, man. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal insists he won't be the next Batman. Thank God. While talking to CNA Lifestyle, the actor was asked if he will become the next Batman. Gyllenhaal laughed before saying, wow. That's very difficult. That's a very difficult question. He then replied, "The answer to that question is no." Which means you'll probably end up being Batman. <laughs> I don't think you will be. <laughs> um, Teen Wolf's Tyler Posey wants to star as Batman Beyond in the live-action movie, while promoting his new horror film, Truth or Dare. Posey was asked about screen uh, by Screen Rant what he thought about his fellow Teen Wolf co-star. Um, playing Superman on the CW Supergirl. He confessed his own aspirations to play a superhero, saying, I always got remember Batman Beyond. I love Batman Beyond. That'd be fun, man. I don't want I don't want to get too old before I can go pitch it. So he was also in um in uh Kevin Smith's Yoga Hosers. Who is he in Yoga Hosers? He paid the um the best friend of like the crush that was like drinking at the Slurpee machine. So he wasn't the blonde haired kid. No, he was the dark haired kid. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's the one that got the sausage up the ass. Yep. After Harley from Epic Mealtime. That's a fucking good movie. <laughs> you didn't like it? Um, not really. It's, it was different. It was actually really good. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, yeah. I watched it like three times in a row, like back to back to back. Maybe that's and why you like it so it, much. By the, by the third time, I was like, you know what? This movie's fucking, it's, it's actually a really good movie. Maybe that's know. why. Why? It's all you, Kyle. It's all me. How many times have you seen Yoga Hunters? Um, Three times. 
And you didn't like it after the third time? You're crazy. No, I just... It's got elements that I'm not a big fan of. Like, I mean, it, it skews a little bit. The view skews a little bit, but... But overall, it's it's fucking good. I liked it. Yeah. But um, what else do we got here this week? Um, Black Adam targeting 2019 production dates as Dwayne Johnson... In an interview with Yahoo, Dwayne The Rock Johnson was asked if he could pro- uh, provide an update on the previously announced Black Adam solo film. While Johnson couldn't provide too much detail, he did confirm that the script has been turned in and that although it was great, they're still tweaking things. Um, still, the actor believes 2019 production start is entirely possible at this point. So look for Black, pa- uh, Black Adam in 2019. I thought he- I didn't even think he was involved with this film anymore. Huh, I thought we'd be done with it. Uh, Aquaman lands in early release in the UK. The studio has confirmed that Aquaman will arrive in the UK theaters on December 14th, rather than the previously announced date of December 21st. According to Digital Spy, Warner Brothers didn't comment on whether this affects the United States or global release date, but makes sense that those dates are also would also be moved up. Um, so yeah, I think... I think you'll get Aquaman early here as well. I see. I th- I'm and with, well, speaking of Avengers, I'm surprised. I forgot that it was moved up. I thought it was moved up like two weeks. I didn't realize it was moved all the way up to the end of this month. Right. Like I was sitting there. I went and saw Cock Blockers or Blockers. That movie. That was No, nah, it was. It was funny, but the pro like John Cena was amazing in it. If. If you want to see it, I recommend seeing it just for John Cena because he's funny as fuck. But um, it's just a lot of the best jokes were in the commercial, were in the trailers. So if you tell the trailers for it, like a lot of the best jokes were already there. There's some, there's some <laughs> other oddball stuff. Okay, here's the best way to I can explain it, and anybody who's asked me about it, this is how I explain it to them. Take the plot of the first American Pie movie. Make those kids older. So John Cena would be Jim from American Pie as an adult. Uh-huh. Okay. So their kids are going to prom, and it's a reboot of American Pie where they're all adults, and now their kids are the ones that are going to the prom and trying to have the after-prom sex party. That's pretty much what Blockers is. And <laughs> where instead of Eugene Levy being Jim's dad, John Cena is an adult Jim. So all the awkward shit that happens to Jim in American Pie happens to him as an adult. And that's that's what Blockers is. Like John Cena butt chugs in the movie. Fucking butt see, chugs. You see a bunch of his naked body. You see his root. Oh, the John Cena root. Yeah, the infamous John Cena root. Like you, you Blockers, yeah, it's just... There's some still some funny parts in there. It's definitely something I would say if it's on HBO, it's worth a watch or Redbox. It's it's nothing worth going to the movie theater and and rushing out to see it. You're not missing anything. Um, but but yeah, I would. It's not. It's it's not terrible, but it's not fantastic. But I don't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> I don't remember why I even brought that up. <laughs> why did I even bring that up, Kyle? I don't know. What, what, what were we talking about? I can't remember. Whatever. 
Oh, um, the oh, okay, I remember now. So yeah, I went with Eric to go see Blockers, and he was like, "Are you have you bought your tickets for I Avengers see, yet?" I was like, "I no. seen him on Judge Judy." Yeah, I know you did. He asked me if I bought my tickets for Avengers yet, and I was like, "No." And he was like, "Well, because he's out of town for training for his new job." And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna be." He's like, "I'm gonna miss it because I'm gonna be in in Utah." And I was like. What the fuck do you mean? You're supposed to be back in May, and and Avengers doesn't come out till June. He was like, "No, it comes out at the end of this month." I was like, "No way, yeah, dude!" April twenty seventh. I was like, I, "I swear to God, it was like June fourteenth. I, I swear to God, I thought it got pushed up like two weeks, not two months." <laughs> I was like, "Fuck!" I guess, I guess, uh, yeah. And then I, of course, I went and looked at tickets, and they're almost fucking sold out everywhere. Everywhere. So I probably won't be seeing Avengers on opening night. I'm probably going to go see it like that Sunday morning. Yeah, or I'll go like late, late at night at like 11 o'clock or something. But. Oh, we should go like. We should go like Saturday night at like 11 o'clock. That's usually when I go to movies, is like Friday or Saturday night at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. That's what time I want to sell blockers. 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 Um. Marvel's Jessica Jones renewed for season three. Netflix announced that Marvel's foul-mouthed private investigator Jessica Jones is returning to the streaming service for a third season. The announcement came a little over a month after the second season debuted on International Women's Day. Um, here's, here's something that I found very interesting that I think DC's doing that's kind of intriguing. DC variant covers will no longer... Well, oh, sorry. DC variant covers will now focus on art and remove the logos. So DC Comics is introducing changes to its variant covers by removing the titles and logos while putting emphasis on the covered art. These changes, so they're going to be more like virgin covers. Yep. These changes nice. will debut on the variant covers for Batman 45, illustrated by Jim Lee, and Nightwing 44, illustrated by John Romita Jr. Sweet. So, yeah. I hope they start doing it for all the detective comics, for all the Albuquerque covers. So on the variants, they will no longer say Batman or Nightwing or or uh, Justice League. It's just going to be the the cover art, the variant cover, art, which I think is pretty cool. I applaud them for that. Do you applaud them? I do. Right there, I applaud them. Yes, you did. You sure fucking did. Fuck yeah, I did. You applauded them. You applauded them hard. Yes, I did. And finally, The Walking Dead will be a new show with a bigger narrative in season nine. I did you see what they said? Pretty much what the next episode of Walking Dead is? Uh, it's the end of All Out War. Well, they, 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 they're pretty much calling it a series finale. Yeah. So, yeah, they're saying that it feels like it could be feel like a series finale in a lot of ways because it it ties everything together. And this this says that the Walking Dead executive producer Scott Gimple just promised that the show will have a much bigger story in season nine. As season eight and the all out war storyline come to a close, Gimple revealed that he has put the pieces in place for the Walking Dead to go in a whole new direction. So You know what that tells me? What? They're cutting ties with Kirkman. They already did. They already did cut ties with Kirkman. They cut ties with Kirkman the minute that he signed his deal with Amazon. So they're, I mean, that, that's exactly what we've been saying though. They're, what they're planning on doing with season nine is nothing 
comic book related. No. They, they, they're going to not use any source material. Well, they might use source material, but the source material they're going to use, they're going to jump. They're going to jump. I think they're going to jump the whole um, Whisper storyline, and that's going to be just for comic book fans. And now they're going to introduce the Commonwealth. I think they already have. I think that mysterious woman who showed up and gave Maggie all that food, I think she's the president of the Commonwealth. It, it's, they're, they're catching up to the comic book now. They, uh, like I was telling you, the Jeffrey Dean Morgan was on uh, Stern today. And he was talking about it because, you know, he, he, he was a big fan of the comic prior to being cast as Negan. Well, if that's so the he case, said, then why is he playing just a shitty Negan? Right. So, and he said one of the things he was looking forward to as playing Negan was after All Out War, the banter and the connection that he was going to have with Carl and the and all that prison talk. You know, when he was sitting in the jail cell and Carl right. was going to be talking to him, he was looking forward to doing that. He said a lot of his. Um, what he was doing when he was trying to make this connection with Carl in the show was actually preparing for that. And then they fucking killed him. And he's like, fuck <laughs> my favorite storyline is now gone forever. It's never going to be there. Right. So that tells me that I don't think we're even going to see a whispers. And you know, well, then that'll question of, will Negan even still be alive at the end of it? Right. That's, I mean, we already know that Rick. Something happens to Rick because we've seen, we've seen the shots when they jump forward of him sitting by the tree with the messed up leg. And then, and so, what happened when Rick cuts his? When Rick cuts him, what, what then? Yeah, is he gonna die? They're gonna kill Negan off at the end of season eight to take season nine in a whole new direction. It looks like. They're good. I mean, is this going to be like a two-hour episode? Because it looks like they're going to be tying up a lot of shit. There's a lot of pieces that need to be put in place that the Whisperers put in place. The Whisper story arc puts in place to get to to a brand new world where they're at now, or whatever the fucking storyline is. It's called now. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's a brand new world. Something like it's that. a new world order. New world order. There you go. Um, with the Commonwealth. And I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I Right now, it seems like it's trying to... If you ask my professional opinion right now, it seems like they're trying to distance themselves from the comic book. That's exactly what Carl's death was, was them distancing themselves from the comic book. Because now that pivotal character, like we've said many times before, is not there to transition the story from Negan to the next threat. You know, in... I'm more excited for Fear the or for Fear the Walking Dead, honestly. Except for the Morgan thing. Yeah, I wish. I, I'm so sick of hearing I don't die. I want him to die. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm tired of hearing it. I don't die. I don't die. Well, you need to die, you dumb son of a bitch. You dumb motherfucker. <laughs> you need. <to> die. <laughs> you need to die. Die, motherfucker! Die, motherfucker! Die. Like it, and then. Because I can tell you right now, that woman in the show wasn't in the comics 
at this point. Yeah. She bears a striking resemblance to a new character that was just introduced, who is the leader of the Commonwealth. We really don't even know much about her in the comics. She was introduced. She started interviewing Michonne, and Michonne found her daughter. Like that's that's pretty much what's going on in the comics right now. So and did and did you read the last issue? I did. And she wants to go meet Rick. And shit's about to. I think. And then shit's about to hit the fan. I think. I think what's going to happen is it's going to. In the next issue, what's going to reveal is that there's some shady shit going on. That bitch is shady. And I mean, because they had the, that whole speech in The Walking Dead about what you know, Rick Grimes doesn't need to lead anymore. There needs to be a new leader in place. So I don't I don't know. I I was so excited. Like this season has like literally been like a sock to the stomach. Yeah. I was so I mean, excited I for lost, it. I lost I lost so much love for this Walking Dead show. I mean, I still love the comic and I still you know, and I I am still a fan of the show, but yeah, it's really deflated me. The show has really deflated me. If you go back to like what um <laughs> if you go back to like last time or last year we, we were talking speculating on how cool all our war was going to be and and how the, it's going to come back from the mid-season premiere you know the mid-season and we're going to be in the all-out war storyline and they've really milked all-out war for an entire fucking season i didn't think it was possible but they fucking did it Remember, I thought they—I thought it was going to be like five episodes. Yeah, that's what I thought too, and I thought it would be the final. I thought it was going to be the final eight episodes of the season, and then when we came back to season eight, we would be at the time skip, and that's what it felt like. But then they used the time skip to be a dream, a fucking fever dream of Carl's. Motherfuckers, you know. And I, I don't—I don't understand how they're going to do things now. Are they going to have? It's going to be fucked. What are they going to do? The time skip and and it's going to be instead of Carl that meets um, Alpha's daughter, it's going to be Judith that meets her son. Like, are they going to just gender swap it? Because, I mean, that's the only I mean, really, that's the only wild card as far as the Grimes family goes is Judith is still alive in the show where she's dead in the comic. Carl's dead in the show where he's still alive in the comic. So that's the only the only caveat or the only difference is that you have one Grimes kid in it in Judith who's alive in the show, and you have one Grimes kid in Carl who's alive in the comic. I mean, it, they would have to make a hell of a time jump because she'd have to be old enough to be, you know, what I mean, to make her pivotal to do anything. Yeah, because right now she's just. I mean, what were they saying? The Talking Dead. The time that's elapsed in the Walking Dead. In the, and I guess that's why you don't really see Maggie showing it as the time lapse has only been about 35 days. Yeah. So they've done like what, like two seasons? So, yeah. And a season and a half, it's been fucking 30 days. Right. So who, who knows what they're going to do? And I'm so glad Simon's dead, though. Oh, my God. When, when they start talking about. This is going to be a season finale, a series finale. This is going to be a a whole new direction for the show. It it gets me worried. Like, 
they Free need, time. They need to find a way to take the show back to its roots, back to season one, where it was about them surviving the zombie apocalypse. And now it's all about them fighting other people. And I understand that's going to happen in the apocalypse, but, you know, it's they've, drag, they've dragged this out for as long as they possibly can. It's way too long. Way too long. Way too fucking long. Way too long. <laughs> why, Walkie Dead? Why? Unless they're setting up Morgan. Unless they're going to use Morgan to be that bridge. Unless what we think is true that, you know, Madison and Fear the Walking Dead is going to be Alpha and they're bridging that gap to where um, Morgan will be the bridge. Between the two groups, Morgan's going to be the catalyst that that drives the Whisper Wars. Who who knows? But I was I was excited to see that shot of Rosita and Ezekiel and all their heads on pikes around their the compound. That shot right. that shot where where Alpha takes Rick up into the top of the buildings and shows him just a fucking sea of walkers that they have captive. Yeah. Like, I was looking forward to that. That's all gone. All gone. Or however they're going to do it, unless it's like a really kick-ass idea. It won't be. Unless Carl's death turns out to be a fever dream. I, I don't know. It's not. It could be that Carl's death turns out to be a, a bad dream and Rick Grimes wakes up. And they re they redo events and you know who who fucking knows who knows what's gonna happen I don't I don't know but that's all I've got I'm I'm done ranting about Stan Lee and The Walking Dead and and everything else that is fucking going on. I'm just glad they killed Simon. And in The Walking Dead, we almost got a glimpse of, of comic book Negan when he had to blow to blow with uh, uh, with Simon, where he did the fucking, where he went fisticuffs with him. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck, we're getting a glimpse of, of what this Negan could have been. Yeah, they the really whole time. shit the bed. They really shit the bet on Negan, and I don't know who to blame. I don't know if it's Jeffrey D. Morgan's acting, or if it's how he's written. I just—I think it's really how he's written because it's you know, same thing as like Jared Leto playing the Joker. It, 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 yes, he acts it, but it's—it's it's still there's still a basis given to him. You know what I mean? I, I, there's still a direction. Yeah, and he's just trying. You know, and I think that's. I, I think I think it's just bad writing on on. I think what happened was they. It's hard to put Negan to go from comic book to to screen. I think it was hard to do that, and I think to do that they had to go kind of a different way. And I so I think that's why they they tried to go psychological, and since they went psychological, it just didn't work. Yeah. Because if know. they could have just done it. The way he was in the comics, it would just would have been a lot better. But as, as rough as he is, and as as you know, maybe like you know, like we've said before, if it was on HBO, I think we could have gotten the Negan that we wanted, not the Negan that we got. And, and well, part of me wonders too if it was to differentiate him 
from the governor and how the governor acted and the things the governor did. Because the governor was very Negan-esque at times. So it kind of makes me wonder if it was to differentiate him from the governor. But I, I don't I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't put my finger on it. I just don't. He didn't transition well. And no, not even a little bit. It really, the, 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 what makes Negan in so impactful is that his ability to just make shit up. What the fucking fuck? You know, like, I know it's so childish to say that cussing matters, but in the case of Negan, cussing matters. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it's who he is, what makes him him. You know? <laughs> yeah, it just, I think they just tried to go a different direction with him, and I just don't think it worked. And I, I don't think it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan's fault. I think he's only going with what is being told for him to do. I mean, you I mean there, there's Scott Gimple and everybody. They're telling him what you know. This is what our vision is. Yeah. And he's you know what I mean. And all he's doing is is expressing that vision. Right. And I think their vision is fucking piss poor Negan. That shit the bed. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but we'll find out Sunday when they have the season finale of The Walking Dead. Hopefully, it's longer than an hour because I think they have a lot of fucking shit to tie up. I don't think it they, is. I think it's an hour because they, they have, have the, to, they, they have, have the premiere to. of Fear the Walking Dead right after it. Let's see, I'm looking right now. It's Fear I, Sunday. It's just a lot of loose ends. What channel is that on? Two fifty four, right? AMC. They have The yeah. Walking Dead and then Fear the Walking Dead right after that and then Talking Dead. Friday, Saturday. Sunday. They're doing a whole marathon. Well, yeah, they always do this like season. They'll do it from the mid-season up to the final episode. It is 6 to seven ten. Yeah, so it's an hour and 10 minutes. And then Fear the Walking Dead is seven ten to eight seventeen. Yep, see, you just see how that's a that's a lot of fucking loose ends to, to to cover up in an hour. That's a lot of of concluding, because they're concluding eight. You know what I mean? That's a lot of storyline that they're 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 finishing up. And, yeah, you know, for know. as long as they drag this out, they're going to fucking wrap it up in one episode and just be done with it. Probably. That's fucking bullshit. Probably. That's fucking... That's what's that's, gonna, Dan, that's a Dan Slot fucking move. That's what's gonna happen. It is a very Dan Slot move. <laughs> he must have taken a page out of that asshole's book. Well, would you expect anything less from the guy that just decided, we're gonna kill Carl! The that's last... The last dicks. moral voice... Voice of Reason, the last bit of shred of hope on the show for the future. We're going to kill him. Fucking dicks. We're going to kill Carl. Carl's Carl's dead. dead. Spoiler alert, Carl's dead. Yeah, if you haven't been watching the fucking lame walking dead. The walking lame. Sure it is. (laughs) The Walking Lame. This week on The Walking Lame. 
a bunch of lame shit will happen, and then they're going to tie it up and conclude it. And it's going to seem like a series finale, but it's really not because we're fucking assholes and we're going to go away from the source material and we're going to do our own shit because we're morons. Did I just sum up The Walking Dead? Pretty much. (laughs) Fucking assholes. What a bunch of dicks. Scott Dibble's a dick. Fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Guys like clown shoes. Yeah. He's pointless and stupid. What the fuck am I watching? Jersey Shore, bitch. You're no. watching the Jersey Shore, bitch. You fucking, you fucking found me out. God damn it. <laughs> the Jersey Shore, bitch. Kyle's watching the Jersey Shore and he's fist pumping with his, while his wife is spray tanning him. I do. I've been fist pumping the whole time we've been doing this show. My <laughs> arm hurts, but I can't stop doing it. And he's got his Guido hair and it's all <laughs> gelled up. He's about to do something crazy. I'm about to do some Jager bombs. Jager bombs. Ubers are here. <laughs> it's t-shirt time. Ugh. All right. Well, I guess it's time that I see Sayonara for this week, and we get back to our lives, and Kyle can go back to enjoying the Jersey Shore. Nope. I'm gonna watch the uh, Audrey the Giant special. Oh, that's, yeah. I gotta watch that too. Fuck me. I'm recording it right now. Fuck me. It. It aired the other night, and I've been meaning to watch it on HBO Go, and I just haven't fucking done it yet. Um, I would have seen, because he had to drink, like, you know, like, 23 beers. Oh, yeah, dude, he was a going. legendary drinker, bro. <laughs> legendary drinker. Drink, eat, like, seven pizzas. <laughs> dope. That's so dope. That's so dope. <laughs> I don't think that, that that's dope, but it's dope. whatever you say. Dude, can you imagine that? those those cans look so small on his hand? They look right. like little tiny baby cans. Right. <laughs> but all right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. And we will see you next time. Don't approve Jose's applications. <laughs> <laughs>